0: I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully.
1: The Whistling in the Dark Podcast by Patrick Bradley. I'm pro-organization, but uh, anti-government. The difference between simple human organization and government is the use of aggressive violence across to me like you know pro wrestling some fake two sided battle you know between people that behind scenes are friends. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas
0: probably in Tennessee that says fool me once shame on me. shame on you. If fool me we can't get fooled again
1: hey welcome back episode 32 whistling in the dark podcast i'm patrick bradley down here in atlanta georgia today is tuesday april 30th 2019 uh it's been a little while um i think a couple weeks since the um since my last episode and uh I think the uh, previous episode I talked about um, Assange and then uh, being arrested, and the episode before that was about that New Zealand mass uh, shooting, and um, since then we have had a uh, a Easter um, Easter Sunday attack in Sri Lanka that killed hundreds of people. Um, the bombed, uh, churches and I think like hotels or something, but, you know, definitely like a Muslim attack on Christians, um, or, you know, some militant, uh, Muslim group or whatever. I don't know. I think, I, I think maybe ISIS wound up claiming credit for it anyway. Uh, so, um, the hits keep on coming and, uh, what else happened? A big, big uh, news that dominated headlines for a while was the um, the uh, uh, N- uh, Notre Dame in uh, Paris kitchen on fire. Uh, it's been, um, I mean, <laughs> it's probably just a fire, uh, but it's it's pretty interesting. Um, the you know the reactions, the responses. Um, I, uh, I'm, you know, not, not too surprised that people, I mean, anything, you know, anything that happens, you're gonna, especially people on our, our, uh, end of the spectrum are gonna think, um, or at least wonder, you know, is there more to the story, you know, was it really an accident, um, but, you know, it's pretty weird the uh, the amount of stuff you see where it's like people are happy that this church burned down or you know don't like it it's some you know even um, it's a French leader's name Macron <clears throat> he's talking about how it's like you know they shouldn't just some something about I'm really par- badly paraphrasing this but something about you shouldn't like rebuild just like rebuild it the way it was they should put you know their new like stamp on it um paul joseph watson has a pretty funny video uh talking about this and he um he also uh he goes through like a bunch of examples of it uh where People have um, like architects have just like mangled these you know beautiful old buildings, um, and uh, he he you know cites a bunch of just different quotes and stuff surrounding Notre Dame and how it's just like whoa you know, hopefully they don't they don't fuck this place up so. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, let me um let me play a little bit of it. I I haven't like gone through this and figured out exactly where to do it, but he's pretty he's pretty funny and he's um uh, I'm certainly not like in perfect alignment with Paul Joseph Watson, but uh he he's pretty on the money with this
0: though the Notre Dame Cathedral was devastated by a blazing inferno. But that was nothing compared to the threat that it now faces from modernist architects. The French Prime Minister, Edouard Philippe, has announced a competition for international architects to rebuild Notre Dame Cathedral's spire. We are not going to rebuild today by mimicry the image of the past. Architecture must represent our time. But surely you don't (laughs) want to replace the sacred majesty of a 200-year-old Gothic spire which perfectly complemented an 850-year-old cathedral with some vulgar glassy steel monstrosity, surely you wouldn't even think of... Oh, shit! New spire (laughs) made from crystal glass and stainless steel, just like the dome on the Reichstag. Which looks fucking hideous. But if they just rebuilt it the same, it would be like visiting the Louvre and seeing a copy of the Mona Lisa. No, it would be like visiting the Louvre and seeing this. According to Rolling Stone's E.J. Dixon, Notre Dame is a deep-seated symbol of resentment, a monument to a deeply flawed institution, and an idealized Christian European France that arguably never existed in the first place. That's right.
1: Yeah. So anyway, uh, he goes on with a whole bunch of different examples and stuff. And um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous that, you know, that sentiment. I mean, I, you know, I I don't know how prevalent that feeling is Um, again, like I, you know, I think of my kind of young liberal friends. And, you know, I, I think that they're pretty torqued up, but like anything anti-Christian, you know, is, is like in alignment with them. Um, and, you know, which is, is pretty amusing. Um, I just saw, uh, and actually made, I don't know if it was an article. I was, uh, I was just looking at, um, but it's actually the, uh, so, i think christianity is still it's like over 30 percent of the world's population um it's the largest religious group still uh which is interesting i would have thought that i don't know something else was um but i guess until they really get religion in china um they're still shot uh but you know i mean india's got a billion people uh you would i guess maybe there's a significant christian population there i don't really know um but anyway, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty weird. and and um, that's kind of the, I think the theme for what I generally wanted to talk about, uh, today, the <laughs> the the article I saw today that that kind of pushed me over the edge to actually like turn on the microphone and set up, was about, uh, gender pay equality. Now, um, it's now being enforced by law, uh, in Iceland. And actually, I don't think, I don't think it's just like just happened. I think it's like a year old, but, um, uh, anyway, <clears throat> so, you know, um, that'd be an interesting thing to talk about, but yeah, just in general, I mean, I guess, I guess the, The name uh, Identity Politics is more or less like the accurate, um, you know, title to put on all this. You know, whether it's like Christian or race or gender or sexual orientation, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, it's you just see it. Uh, you know, all it's just constantly I, I I I think like, the thing I've been thinking the last week is how kind of marginalized my way of thinking that, you know, that corporate media is, propagandizing the US population, you know, for an agenda. Um and you know that that that's it it's really odd. Like I, it's it's like people have now since Trump has I, I mean I really yeah I mean I, I mainly think that it's like since Trump sort of has that stance and of course Alex Jones has always had that that stance but since trump is like you know i mean he's generally opposed like cnn i'm sure he doesn't also include fox um but most of these you know msnbc or whatever but you know as we've you know pointed out i mean most of the corporate media is you know sort of pushing the the sort of liberal agenda um and you really only have fox as an actual sort of big media source um but you know, I mean, but but Fox is like pushing like a neocon agenda more or less. You, you know, they're not really, you know, it's they're as different as like Obama and Bush were. You know, just superficially different, but on the things that matter, you know, the war machine, the war on drugs, the Federal Reserve, these types of things. I mean, the way they run the economy, and there's, you know, maybe one guy you know, one party will raise taxes by a few percent, another will reduce them or, you know, just do some complex, you know, adding and reducing and reshuffling that nobody's even sure if taxes were raised or lowered, uh, which is kind of like what Trump did. Um, But, you know, I mean, uh, but all of these, you know, companies, these news outlets are, in you know they're certainly in lockstep with the two major parties right um and that's that's what we see but you know they're like i feel it's just like a really weird thing you know i mean as a child i i romanticized the 60s a lot and in my mind it's like oh man like the, they you know it just seemed like so amazing like all these people you know really like young people really stood up you know against the big uh you know big machine the big war machine the politicians and you know particularly against the anti- uh the against the Vietnam war and you know it also civil rights stuff um and and now it's it's like, uh, you know, when I, I sort of felt as in my younger, uh, you know, I mean, when I was, I don't know, 18 to in my late 20s, at least, it was before I really ever got involved in anything. Um, but there was certainly like an uptake of, of, you know, um, during uh, the Afghan, after 9/11, and then the Afghan Afghanistan War, and then the Iraq War, there was definitely a lot of anti-war protests going on, you know. And there were people, um, again, like not. I, I, I'm what I'm getting at is just like how we, as libertarians, have like, I mean, we, um, I mean, I don't know that we have like an issue in common anymore really with any parties uh you know it's certain i mean not really the democrats um i mean it's like they have like good i you know uh, i think they sort of want this you know equality thing or they don't like racism and you know i you know i certainly don't like racism um but then they you know they just go bad about it in like the worst way um But yeah, you know, and I I remember romanticizing that and I was feeling like, you know, oh, we don't, you know, we don't really do that. You know, we don't, we don't have that same energy anymore. You know, it's like, you felt like, you know, as those people that were doing all that protesting, they grew up and eventually got like co-opted by the system or something anyway. Right. Like, you know, what, like if you were protesting, you know, millions of, People in their, you know, early 20s were protesting, you know, the the Vietnam War. Where were they in, you know, like, well, I guess it would be like in their 60s. Um, But, you know, there wasn't like a lot of like 50 and 60 year olds, um, you know, really in that anti in the anti-war movement that I saw uh, in the early 2000s uh you know but at least it was it was happening and then um you know once obama got elected that that ended um and the last to me like the last gasp that we saw of what i would say is you know again not like I don't mean, like, theoretically, like, the underlying solutions were not lined up necessarily with the, you know, libertarians. But after the 2008 crash, you know, and the... Um, you know, the Occupy Wall Street movement and all that stuff against the bailouts, you know, that was the last time that I feel like like libertarians would be out there protesting. And the thing that was kind of interesting is, you know, the, the Occupy movement. Um, I don't, you know, I don't feel like that was just like only liberals. Um, and certainly it was attractive to a lot of libertarians. Again, we had you know, probably very different ideas about what should happen. Um, But we were unified, you know, in, In the idea that these banks shouldn't be bailed out, Uh, you know, we want to end the Fed. And that was always, you know, I I had some friends that were very, very involved in in that stuff in, in Atlanta, particularly. And, you know, it just always seemed like there was just this the last step they just couldn't get. They couldn't get to it. Like they could go all the way up and see how these huge corporate banks like Bank of America or whatever are, are, you know, are are this problem or whatever. Um, But they but they never could just, you know, go that one step up the ladder to the Federal Reserve and, you know, the Federal Reserve system itself. You know, because it's like, why is it that all of the big banks suck? <laughs> you know what I mean? And Why doesn't it matter what their name is or who founded it? Like, you know what I mean? They're like automatons, you know, like is, uh, I mean, what? I don't even know. Is it um, Wells Fargo and Bank of America? you know, and chase, I mean, is there one that you think is more as moral versus the other? It's like, no, you know, they're not, that's not, they're, they're an extension of this, this Federal Reserve system. Uh, And, you know, you got to look at the top and look, you know, but it's just, it's very weird. It's like the media blackout sort of prevents, I think, the kind of normal like left wing, because, you know, at that point, and I, you know, I don't really know what was going on on the media, um, but I would imagine the left wing media was a little more friendly to, you know, protesting the wars and stuff because it was a big, you know, Republican thing, the neocons, you know, and, and when Obama came in, I mean, he's supposed to get us out. He was, you know, he's supposed to get us out of these wars. And, uh, you know, obviously he he didn't, and um, he started a bunch of new ones. But you know that we don't have to go into all that today. Um, but yeah, this this uh, you know Occupy Wall Street was that's the last time that I've really seen it, and now, you know, like like the media wasn't. You know the big corporate machine was not trying to get young people out protesting the banking system. You know that that's like that's not their end game. That's not like their sort of divide and conquer. Keep us sort of always fighting amongst each other and always focused on the wrong thing. It's like we were really like that that group was really close you know my friends were almost focused on the right thing they were j- you know like i said just lift their head up just a few inches and they would have actually finally had their eyes on one of the actual problems one of the things that if if we fix that if we got rid of that there would be actual change in the united states there would be a resurgence of prosperity and the poor and the middle class would benefit greatly it would be so much easier for them to save money and build wealth they wouldn't have to just feel like they somehow have to dump their money into this you know fucking casino stock market that they definitely don't understand you know that they could actually their their money would would actually increase in value over time the thing that they work for you know what i mean it's like why <laughs> You know, all right, well, then fucking if 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 dollars are always gonna be worth less, then pay me just pay me in whatever the equivalent is right now, but in something that's gonna be worth more. Maybe maybe we could start to pay like poor. Oh, well, you can't really buy food with with land, but you know, in tiny pieces of land that they could put together and. I don't know, but that's the idea, right? Like you wouldn't even have to worry about necessarily buying real estate or or anything investing. Like you could actually save money and build wealth. You would, you would, you would actually be rewarded for spending less than you earn. Um, but you know, we all know that. So anyway, they were very close to seeing that, uh, but they didn't. For the most part, they didn't. The libertarians in the crowd did, um, well, to some extent, I guess. Uh, I sure as hell did, and I, I was in the crowd to some extent in the Occupy stuff a little bit. Um, I definitely, I definitely was out uh, protesting the bailouts. I certainly did that. I wouldn't say it was like in an Occupy, you know, Wall Street thing as much as um, just, you know, protesting uh, outside of the Atlanta Fed. So anyway, but since then, it's uh, pretty much gone. What what? Maybe the Tea Party movement kind of came, but certainly the liberals are have fucking they're gone, right? Like the lat, you know, they're they're no longer um, share like. The libertarian ideal of like self-ownership as being you know the big the big thing right like and they obviously never really cared about private property um but you know they used to be anti-war so that was cool um you know i don't know about war on drugs seems like kind of neither party really gives a shit about it at all um you know, um, but, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. So the Democrats are pro-war now. They don't give a fuck about the war on drugs. And they are absolute Wall Street whores. They're politicians. I saw a thing, Biden today, talking. Alex Jones had uh, posted it. It sounded like he was having a fucking stroke um, when he was talking. Um, but... He, uh, you know, I, he's, I heard him telling him something about like, you know, this country wasn't built by big Wall Street hedge funds. And, and it's like, who the fuck are you talking to? Like, I mean, wh- I mean, like, what a fucking hypocrite, you know, like he he's here because Obama and Obama has was majorly supported you know, by the big banks on Wall Street, just like the Clintons, you know, just like Hillary. They're the Wall Street crew. I don't know what the fuck are they talking, you know? he's just... just. But it doesn't matter, right? Like, people have, like, lost the ability to fucking reason out anything anymore. It's just like, I guess he said it, so it's true. Um. But yeah, so, you know, if you're... I mean, maybe, you know, they're so what's out there now um well i don't want to get too i don't want to go on that tangent really but i mean i would say like you know okay maybe a guy like bernie sanders isn't like a complete you know wall street i don't i don't know that he's really getting any support from them um again not really uh an alignment with a lot of his stuff but at least dude's like you know kind of anti-war um if you're gonna vote democrat probably vote tulsi gabbard she's for real anti-war like for real um probably the only other pro- i don't know if ram paul's gonna run a- oh no i guess no yeah he definitely won't because it's trump so yeah that you're probably going to be down to one actual anti-war option uh on the democrat ticket tulsi gabbard but they will demonize her you know so nobody'll no you know nobody'll touch her somehow they're going to get all my fucking female liberal friends to vote for like some old white guy which is so funny because you know they always i mean how often how often during a week this is the shit this, this is what i say so um so to to finish this you know this thing off about protesting you know it's all it's all done, and now what we see is like these just deranged protests. Uh, this like just I don't know, like anti-Trump, like really like weirdly like made-up shit. Like, uh, I mean, what do they go out when uh, Kavanaugh was getting elected? So people will protest that, and um, well, I mean, I guess Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter was pretty good. Um, I mean, again, again, I'm not saying it's like a hundred percent, I agree with it down, you know, down to like, you know, every detail, but the general idea that like black people are getting fucked, <laughs> uh, in a really violent manner in the United States. Like, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, we've talked about that on past episodes. And, um, I really think that you got to look at the fucking war on drugs, um, as it's really at the core of it, but and and you know I think also you know the those sort of welfare state and that sort of cycle that it that it keeps going cycle of like dependence and uh, and just sort of keeping people sort of trapped in in they're locked into this uh, kind of poverty you know project cycle where violence and drugs and jail and and then like you know broken families and you know all that stuff. So yeah. I mean big time so that you know that that was cool but um just it uh just at all of it seems you know to fit the agenda though that's like kind of the difference you know I mean I, again I, I don't think that Occupy Wall Street fit anybody's agenda really um out of the two you know the major parties but black lives matter definitely fits a political agenda obviously all the anti-trump stuff fits a political agenda i mean i would even say like you know the anti-war protesting before obama was elected you know it was it was okay i guess Yes, i mean obviously we've what we learn is it's not in alignment with the democrat agenda but i guess if you believe that there really are different groups that are truly competing for the nomination you know when the that it's not just a show then you know maybe for the short you know uh for the short-term gain of winning an election or you know shifting um sentiment or voters their direction they may have projected anti-war but obviously once they're in power you know it's a different story um yeah so now you know we don't we don't have this uh really whatsoever um and it it just it feels like i you know like when When is the next time I will have any significant portion of my liberal friends that are really holding a position that is not being propagandized on CNN? You know, when like when when is that time? You know, when what 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 will it be? Um, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I think that somebody like Tulsi Gabbard, and I think that maybe some people, you know, will, she'll obviously get some votes, but you know, it's going to be like, I mean, at best, I mean, what's like the best case scenario, like a Ron Paul sort of situation, you get a few million votes, um, and you, you certainly educate a lot of people, but, um, you're not it's not like a major, you know, a major movement or anything. It just, it feels like the, you know, like somehow the, like the, you know, what I thought back when I was young, when I was romanticizing the sixties has really been happening. Even in my lifetime, I've seen the decline in the kind of, I don't know. You know the the autonomy of the youth. That it's just it's not really existent anymore. It's like we have a corporate youth now or something. Um, there's so little free thinking, um, and I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe it was like this in the you know late '80s, early '90s, and you know or up to like 2000s, I guess, whatever, when I was a kid, uh, and I just didn't realize it, and I didn't talk to people that much, I mean, you know, I, um, yeah, you know, I mean, for me, I really became active later in, in my life, uh, I mean, I'm trying to, to think, like, so I was born in 77, so, you know, Yeah, I mean, in 2007, I was 30. So I'd say, you know, my late 20s is where I really kind of, like, woke up. And before then, you know, I certainly wasn't attending any, like, protests or anything like that. And I did not vote at all. I mean, I was pretty, like, just kind of angry and just didn't see any point in any of it. I just thought, you know, everybody just seemed like a bunch of liars and it's confusing, I guess, um, as a, as a, a young person. So yeah, a- anyway, so yeah, we, um, we seem to have moved into this place where there's, uh, less, you know, less opposition, certainly mentally, um, You know, again, you judge what's happening, what was happening in the 60s, and maybe it was romanticized versus, you know, what's happening now. Um, I mean, it, you know, it just, they just seem kids today, college kids today seem, you know, almost in lockstep. Um, And that, you know, it is interesting that I, I, you know, for me and my experience, how like, yeah, it's like I, I have all these friends and they feel they're so empowered, you know, whether they're, you know, fighting against cis white men or uh, the yeah, pay gap or intersectionality or or for it or this gender pay gap. Um, I mean, I, I think that there's something to be said that. You know, uh, most people don't take care to really consider that they are, you know, what they're ignorant of, you know, and something that's like just to assume that, you know, you, you know, you look up a few things online and, you know, and all all of a sudden, you know, you you feel like you need to be like the loudest voice in the room on some economic issue uh, normally, I, I mean, I think they're they're so it's often so ignorant that like these opinions, they, they don't even like even think about it, that what they're talking about is an economic issue, you know, and it, from a, 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 a uh, you know, a discipline <laughs> uh, of economics, you know, and, and there's there's no like, I don't know. I mean, they're they're just so like out of their skulls i i I would assume it's like well they would just get mad at like the idea that they would read you know these ideas that were just made by a bunch of white men you know um and uh yeah so i've been getting pretty annoyed by this lately um you know like I said, the gender the gender pay thing kind of pushed me over the edge to just talk about it. But um, and, I, and I feel like I'm kind of like dealing with this like a bunch of different places. Like let, let me uh, let me let me just sort of read over what I have here. Um, just a few things, but China puts a cap on actor salaries. Uh, And I wrote, what about government officials? And then I wrote, fuck China. Um, And I'll read, like, so Business Insider posted an article. This was, like, a couple weeks ago. How much money the Game of Thrones stars are making for the final season? Um, Oops, that's just an image. It's actually not nearly as much as you would think. Um, At least I, I thought it would be more. I don't think this is uh so Game of Thrones is a colossal hit for HBO. Just uh we just had a great episode, episode 3 of season 8 where we finally got to see the uh the culmination of uh, the whole, you know, Night King uh army of the dead uh winter coming storyline. So um, anyway, I'm a big fan. Game of Thrones a class hit for HBO, and the actor salaries reflect that. Main stars like Kit Harrington, who plays Jon Snow, and Lita Headley got big raises in 2017 in front of this ahead of the show's final season, which begins Sunday. They now make $500,000 an episode. All right. Um, and I think there are six episodes. So, uh, Jon Snow and Cersei will get $3 million dollars total. Uh, Tyrion, uh, Daenerys, Jamie Lannister. He seems a bit overpaid. Uh, he's not that important. But they're going to wind up with about uh, $1.8 million. Uh, so... I don't know. A- anyway, uh, some of the other ones are going to be making, around, you know, a little over a, a million, I think, for this whole season. Um, Sansa Stark, uh, Arya Stark. Um, oh, you know what? This was for the third season. Oh, this was. This is like an. Oh, this is an old tweet. Um, what? Whatever. It doesn't really matter, right? You know, uh, the point is, is that this fucking you know dummy posts this thing that gets like retweeted and shit and says china recently put a ceiling to what an actor or actress can make for starring in a movie or a tv show and it starts to take effect immediately sometimes it's nice to have a government in power to step in these kind of things especially when you still have many people living in poverty what a fucking moron i mean it's some of the dumbest shit i've ever heard in my entire life like that is Fucking insane. Just, it's so fucking retarded. I mean, I would... Okay, like maybe if a fucking Chinese official had a literally fucking gun to this person's head and or just they just tweeted this, you know, maybe that that would explain it. But like otherwise, like if this person is like living in a relatively free country, if they're living in the United States or in fucking in Korea or something, like what the fuck, man? Like you could be out of your fucking mind. If what a cavalry actress is, you know, what about the fucking party leaders you know what are the people that are fucking murdering people and just like they're just becoming billionaires over there you know they're oh my god so fucking stupid anyway there's one uh one I one i saw also um Hong Kong, rich versus poor. Uh, we might go back and go, go into this video a little bit. Unbelievably ridiculous. You know, they're, you know, they're attacking Hong Kong because it has wealthy people and it has poor people. You know, and the comment I wrote, but they never do this stuff in communist countries. China is a fucking million times worse than Hong Kong when it comes to this. Like, you know, give me a fucking, uh, give me a break. Uh, some guy, I didn't even put a link to this, but some guy brought gas and lighters into a church in Manhattan. Uh, there's like this weird argument about like whether or not to call this terrorism. Like who gives a shit? Like, you know, yet again, it's like, guy I was going to like burn down a fucking church, you know, because he's all fucking torqued up and crazy. Uh, I think, I don't know if this was like after the Christ church, Um, no, I, I think this was after Notre Dame. So Notre Dame catches on fire. And then a couple days later, some fucking dingbat professor, it was like some professor from somewhere was going to like set a church in Manhattan on fire. Like, I think it's like the oldest church in Manhattan. Um, you know, so that's pretty cool. Uh... There is a, uh, you know, a Colorado uh, bill would force kids to learn LGBTQ ideology and ban talk of abstinence, you know, so... uh so, I mean, some of these, right, it's like I fucking hate all sides of it, right? Like, you know, people uh, are like, oh, you know, we've got to teach the Bible in schools. And, you know, and these fucking people are like, oh, we can't teach abstinence. I mean, they're actually getting bills passed. That, like we have to teach LGBT, you know ideology or whatever i don't even know what that means really uh you know to kids in school and it's like obviously the problem is that there are government schools to begin with that's why kids are forced to learn things you know because some mob rule vote makes it so And so if the mob's fucking more than, you know, 50% Christian, then we're going to be learning about the Bible in school. Or, you know, if it's fucking more than, you know, whatever, 50% is like crazy, like liberal ideology now then they're gonna start pushing this kind of stuff or you know who knows maybe they'll fucking put a a, a free abortion clinic in in the high school you know like um but it's it's like yeah there's actually is a solution to this that is simple and it's don't make fucking government schools let people send kids to whatever school they fucking want you know like my god uh uh There is... um, What else do we have? Military uh, in Venezuela. There's a video of them just straight up running over people with armored vehicles. So you got that. Um, And then this gender pay thing. So let's just take a quick look. So basically, it's like, you know, okay, this rich versus poor, capping the extra salaries, LGBTQ taught in schools... Um, gender pay gap, you know, whatever it is. There doesn't seem to be any racism stuff in here. Um, But all of it is sort of just like around what I guess is this identity politics. And to me, it's just like a continuation of... The, the like infinite goal, right? The infinite goal is to keep the population focused on fighting another part of the population so that it's, you know, it's like, you know, the illusionist, right? You know, keep them focused on that while the real trick is going on. You know, the real trick in the Middle East is going on. You know, the real trick in the Federal Reserve is going on. Or the real trick in the, in the fucking projects in the United States you know where they're fucking running you know running drugs in and then locking people up that actually buy the drugs that they fucking get allowed to get imported in in the first place you know but don't look at you know just just keep focused you know if you're if you're a democrat stay focused on the straight white man and if you're you know republicans make sure you focus on like gay people or whatever or muslims you know like and and it just has like so many crazy you know crazy results um you know like i i definitely attack the left a bit more um you know, and I hear uh, Dave Smith sort of, like, try to justify or talk about this because people bring it up sometimes. And, I don't know, It they've really changed a lot over the last few years, you know, and, and they become, like, way more illogical, you know? Like, I, I mean, they're so, like, this weird, you know, like, the uh, immigration stuff. Like, to me... You know, if you're anti-Muslim coming into the US and you're pro-war, like, it seems like somewhat coherent, like, you're killing them, like, they're your enemy, you also don't want them here, you know, like, you just, you just really are, like, anti-Muslim for some reason. Um, like, so, and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not with it, but it's, like, okay, but, like, with like the when you're on the left and you're you're, you're like all about this like uh, you know being uh, open to all races and religions and you know um, I mean except for white people and Christianity you know it was particularly white men uh, but but then like you you know, your guy, your, your guy, Obama, is fucking just demolished the Middle East. You know, it wasn't white people he was dropping a bomb on. You know, that was a, that was a, that was a fucking a black man ordering twenty two thousand drone strikes on like Muslim people. I, I mean, it's like what I don't, I just. I have so much trouble even like I don't even know how to have like conversations with it any with them anymore. It's just total fucking nonsense you know like and they're gonna come here freaking out you know preaching to me oh I can't un- oh, but I can't understand because I'm a white man but somehow everybody else can understand what's inside of my head uh, but I can't understand anybody else. You know, like somehow I miss it. Like, what am I missing? Like explain to me as a cis white male because obviously I'm so fucking ignorant. You know, I'm, I'm so absorbed in my like patriarchy mindset that somehow to me, I'm so stupid that to me, it seems uh, a bit hypocritical to say that you support you know, all religions and people of color and, you know, and and you you freak out on on Trump for like wanting to have stronger immigration rules. Um, But then you also are in support of, you know, offensive attacking of Muslim countries by our military and intelligence service and, you know, secret drone strikes, uh, you know, signed off on by, you know, you know, your fucking Lord and savior, Barack Obama. But, you know, can, can you explain, you know, because I obviously I need help, right? Like, cause I just, you know, I can't see that. That obviously makes sense. And I'm obviously racist for, like, I'm the racist one for being opposed to the genocide that the United States military has been conducting on the Middle East since, like, I don't know, 2001? And, I mean, honestly, since, like, the 50s? Uh, yeah. Oh God. Shit me so fucking pissed off lately. Um yeah i thought that this was uh, i was i was reading a bit about the iranian coup um nineteen fifty 1950, uh nineteen fifty three uh, and some stuff came out um i think it, i don't remember why i was reading this but uh you know if you wonder you know we always talk about oh it's been since the fifties
0: It's actually been an open secret for decades, but for the first time now, the CIA has released documents that show its role in the 1953 coup. That is the coup that toppled Iran's democratically elected prime minister, Mohammad Mossadegh, had moved to nationalize oil production in Iran. Well, the U.S. was concerned at the time that that would mean a victory for the Soviets in the Cold War. So shortly after his election, the CIA began to plan his overthrow, teaming up with Britain's MI6.
1: So, uh, yeah, just I I know that was kind of like out of left field. But that was CNN reporting August 23rd, 2013. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so by their own admission, you know, they they uh, had a coup where they took out a democratically elected leader in the 50s. And, um, you know, so whatever. But somehow, like. Me not being into that, I'm racist and I don't get it. You know, like me being against a war on drugs, right? That's for fucking cis white male. You know, I I somehow I somehow don't get it. So let's move to these two somewhat more economic uh, things I wanted to talk about. One is this Hong Kong rich rich versus poor. Um, don't want to talk about it a ton because it's it's really the same as the China putting caps on South sal- actor salaries and and somebody championing championing it as if like oh see this is why an authoritarian central government is good because they can put caps on on these salaries um, it's sort of very similar you know what I mean it's like it's like looking at what China's doing and what I mean like china is super fucked like we do not want to do what china's doing and no way like we don't want that here there's so many people whose lives are awful in china yeah i mean things are getting better um for sure but i mean if, if if there's One thing that you could say that is better about China than here is I feel like their freedom needle is at least slightly pointed up, while ours is definitely pointed down. You know, we are definitely headed the wrong direction. And to some extent, I mean, at least like some economic freedom is there. But I don't know if that's for everybody either, you know, I mean, I... Yes, there are people that are definitely making out, uh, in, in a sort of by creating companies or whatever, but are they really like creating companies in the way, you know, the way that we think about it here, you know, like, uh, like how up, like, you know, just coding kind of nights and weekends or save up some money so that I can stop working for a few months and try to build an app or, you know, some idea that, you know, or I, I've been wanting to start a, a neighborhood grocery store, you know, something like that, you know, is that... Um Is that the kind of thing that is like happening in China or are people kind of like getting picked by the, you know, the party elites and being allowed to, you know, to do some things while the rest of the fucking country still, you know wallows in, you know, relative poverty. Um, but anyway, I mean, I guess if there if there is real wealth being generated in China, you know, it's certainly better. Um, I I just don't know enough to, to really say for sure. Um, but yeah, anyway, so let's just like really quick listen to some of this just really just like the intro. You know, how they set it up. I always think, you know, you can tell so much just by, you know, how an article starts or how, a, you know, a show, you know, its first introduction to the problem. Um, so take a listen.
0: Welcome to the land of the billionaires. Hong Kong now has the highest concentration of ultra-rich people of any city in the world. Just overtook New York. But not everyone has won out of this. So that is what we're here to find out. Why is there so much wealth being attracted to the city? But more importantly, what does it mean for everyone else that lives here?
1: Yeah, so um, you can guess, you know, they're going to somehow show that... uh, you know, it's just always the thing, right? Like, like the free market, that's the big lie. I mean, that is the big lie that the free market leads to, um, you know, the concentration of wealth into a very, very small group of people. And it's literally the opposite of the truth. It's the regulations that do it, you know, because look in look into the history of the United States over this last century. Our middle class wealth was getting spread across more and more of the population until they completely took us off the gold standard. I mean, that's why, you know, at the heart of all this shit is the Federal Reserve, because like if you give a shit about poor people. And you give a shit about the middle class and you don't want the elite, like small elite group of people to pocket more and more of the wealth, then you need to be opposed to the Federal Reserve System. That's it. Like that's the place where this is happening. Everything else, uh, all the other stuff, there can be a lot of other contributing factors, but they are details. And that is the headline. You know, that's the main thing. Because it affects every fucking dollar in the entire, you know, that's out there in the whole world. All at once. They slowly degrade it by giving their close friends new money. At a very, very low interest rate. You know, or even down to zero, and some countries—I think the EU—or it might even have gone negative. They're literally paying their friends to take money. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's the—that's the big lie that is told. That's just assumed to be a fact. That these, you know, alongside of teaching whatever they're going to teach in Colorado about, you know, uh, lesbianism or something about being gay. They're also they're, and they're never going to, you know, you're never you're, you're never going to hear it. It's just like, you know, because they're not nobody even knows what the Fed does. Right. Like no regular person does in the, in the US and I'm sure it's exactly the same across the whole world the whole world which basically operates the same way you know it's not like the euro is backed by gold they have a central bank you know it's all the same and it's not even you know it's like it's uh it's like Voldemort in fucking Harry Potter I mean the Fed it's like you don't even say its name you know and that's how they operate i mean remember you probably if you listen to dave smith remember when he used to be on cnn and he would talk about like that is how they would deal with him like they would say like you know blah 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 and he would say well you know we've actually been bombing this country and you know the war in Yemen and and like instead of engaging and saying why they believe him to be wrong they just change the subject they change topics they it, they just ignore it you know remember that um that Ron Paul uh thing that Jon Stewart did um actually yeah let let me uh, let me pull that up. This is really funny. All right, here here it is. This is from uh, August fifteenth, twenty
2: eleven. So now, with plenty dropping out, Rick Perry dropping in, and Michelle Bachman and Ron Paul dominating the aim straw poll, we got ourselves a race.
1: We have a top tier. It is Mitt Romney,
0: Rick Perry, and Michelle Bachman. We have a new top tier, and it's Perry, Mitt Romney, and Bachman. There's now a top tier in this race, at least for now, of Romney, Perry, and Bach.
2: I mean, I think that's fair to say. Really? Fair to say? You're not forgetting, I don't know, anyone, say, an ideologically consistent 12-term congressman who came within less than 200 votes of winning the straw poll? Isn't anyone going to give that gentleman a little love? There's a top tier
0: now of, of, of Bachman and Perry and Romney, and, you know, we haven't mentioned, and we should.
2: Thank you. <laughs>
0: we haven't mentioned, and we should, Rick Santorum, who did really surprisingly well for the amount of money and resources he had.
2: <laughs> Rick Santorum half of what Ron Paul got. He lost to the guy who lost so bad, he dropped out of the race. <laughs> Santorum? We're
0: looking at Mitt Romney, who continues to be the front runner. but we have Rick Perry as well, and now Michelle Bachman. Let's not count out John Huntsman, though.
1: What?
2: <laughs> John Huntsman? Huntsman got 69 votes. <laughs> if... If all of John Huntsman's supporters met at the same Ames, Iowa Quiznos, the fire marshal would say, yeah, that's fine, no problem. (laughs) There's still some tables open in the back. Huntsman Huntsman was the only Mormon running in the straw poll, and he came in second amongst Mormons. (laughs) And by the way, this pretending Ron Paul doesn't exist for some reason has been going on for weeks.
1: A new Gallup survey showing Rick Perry running second to Mitt Romney, knocking down Iowa favorite Michelle Bachmann to fourth.
2: Behind who? (laughs) Fourth behind who? How did libertarian Ron Paul become the 13th floor in a hotel? (laughs) What's wrong with, he is Tea Party patient zero. All that small government grassroots business, he planted that grass. These other folks, they're just moral majorities in a tri-cornered hat. Ron Paul's the real deal, and Fox News should love this guy. But watch the disconnect between the debate moderators at Fox's Thursday debate and the debate audience.
0: Iran does not have an air force that can come here, just like we did in Iraq. Build up the war propaganda. There was no al-Qaeda in Iraq, and they
2: had nuclear weapons, and we had to go in. I'm sure you supported that war as well. It's time we quit this. It's time. It's trillions of dollars we're spending on these wars. (laughs) What's with the smirk and the eye roll? The The crowd goes nuts, and you do one of these. (laughs) There goes crazy Uncle Ron babbling about the unsustainability of multiple wars (laughs) He's the one guy in the field, agree with him or don't uh, agree with him who doesn't go out of his way to regurgitate talking points or change what he believes to fit the audience he's in front of and you're treating him like if this were Celebrity Apprentice, he'd be this guy (laughs) By the way The Ames-Iowa straw poll, <laughs> Busey beat Huntsman 77 to 69. <laughs> and even- Media does remember Ron Paul it's only to reassure themselves how there's no need to remember Ron Paul right now live right next to the bus behind us Ron Paul is speaking and seven of the candidates are here today we have live pictures of Ron Paul but you know what we're talking about Sarah Palin we're talking about Rick Perry the two people not in the race yet Drew
0: and guess what Paul if you get video of Sarah Palin or get a soundbite from her bring that back to us you can hold the Ron Paul stuff
2: <laughs> right, right. I mean, f- that guy. Right, right.
1: <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, shit. So it's been going on for a long time, and uh, so I, yeah, I think that this is the way that the media operates. I don't know some fucking. You know, psychological studies were done to say that the best thing to do is just to keep ignoring it. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should. Uh, who could we ignore? Should we ignore? See, it doesn't work for us. You know, if you ignore the Middle East, well, they just keep killing everybody there. Uh, should we ignore the IRS? They, they, they uh, you know, send people to your door because you haven't paid in 10 years to kick it in and take you to jail and just ignore them. I don't know. It just, it just doesn't work our way. I guess, I guess it works as long as you have a bunch of people with guns that aren't ignoring. And then, but somehow, again, don't look at them. Look at the person you know, that's in front of the camera, that is, like, pretending that Ron Paul doesn't exist, that's pretending that we're not in all these wars in the Middle East, that we're not, you know, that our troops aren't there murdering, committing homicide on a daily basis, Uh, you know, ignore that, you know, the Federal Reserve exists, and it's every single day, every second of every single day, is slowly bleeding out the poor and the middle class in this country you know don't pay attention to any of that We just ignore it just don't ever say it so yeah so that's how they uh they operate there and it was good it's nice to hear uh ron paul's voice talking about um what's going on in china i'm pfft. sorry i just read china what was going on in the middle east um you know and it's crazy So that was leading in 2012. I mean, we were probably already like going into. There's probably already like Syria, Libya. I don't know. Maybe Egypt had happened at that point. I don't know. I'm not sure about Yemen, but woof. So yeah. So we had that, and then um, you know. So again, right? The the in in summation, the problem. Whatever is facing Hong Kong in, uh, you know, wealth inequality, it is not the fault of freedom. And that's the lie that they're going to tell you. That's the lie that they're fucking, they're coming at people, you know, and again, my friends, I mean, they are defenseless. They are having these lies told to them in so many creative different ways. And just drilling home this idea that freedom is their enemy, you know, that 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 is the thing that people should not be able to own, you know, their own bodies should not be able to do what they want to it, Uh, you know, with this vaccine stuff recently. You know, they've, they've, they've found a new way, right? A new line to cross now. Now we're going to all be forced to have vaccines. And, you know, now once you're able to force people to have vaccines, because they've convinced people now that our actual own human bodies are weapons against everybody else. Just, you know, just just by simply by existing now, you're a threat. Uh, and you have to submit to the will of the government and it has to be the federal government there is no possible voluntary solution to this nobody would even consider it so anyway I saw my little cousin shared this and um, she's a very sweet girl and interestingly she is uh, definitely coming out of like a very conservative family if I'm not mistaken Uh, but she shared this today Iceland has made it illegal to pay women less than men. Now, this was actually from 2018, so it's like a year old. Uh, a new law in Iceland will make it illegal to pay women less than men came into effect on January 1st, 2018. Companies went have to obtain certification for demonstrating equal pay. There is, that's the pain of it, right? And Iceland has been ranked best in the world for gender pay equality for nine years in a row. So... Do you think they ever define gender pay equality? I don't think so. Uh, and the certification—that's the thing, right? It's more fucking paperwork. It's—it's it's just like m- more bureaucracy, and you know, less. It, it makes the barrier to entry for business a little bit harder, right, and it's not, doesn't have to be one thing, right, if this was the only law in the world, and then that was it, and everything else was a free market, who wouldn't be that big a deal, right, I mean, everybody would know, there would be fucking companies that would help you fill out your gender equality pay certification, and, you know, you'd be easy peasy, but it would only be one sort of fake industry would be created, there'd be one fake industry, and that industry would be to help people to file gender equality certifications, and then after that, it would be like actual pure free market, sure, we could withstand it, but there are fucking thousands of these things, you know, and there are huge, there's like a huge portion of the economy, you know, I don't mean like 90% or something, but just, you know, Big, it uh, took billions of dollars of businesses that are built to help you stay in compliance, right? I mean, TurboTax is the big obvious one that like almost everybody knows about, right? Tax preparation stuff, whatever. Uh, but there's all kinds of shit, right? I mean, it's mainly, like, it's just handled by like lawyers and stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, if there, if we were in a free market, there would be a hell of a lot less lawyers in the world. Uh, you know, just would be simpler. You wouldn't need to fill out like fucking all this paperwork to do stuff like that it'd be all about like contracts and stuff and like, you know, maybe lawyers for that, but that's like a different, different thing. So Iceland has made it legal to pay men more than women. Like, I mean, right, right there, right? Like without any context that, I mean, that's just like nuts, right? Like what, like, what does that mean? It's just completely, it's just like a nonsense, just meaningless sentence. It's illegal to pay men more than women for doing the same job, I guess. Does anybody do the same job either? You know, like, I mean, is it based on the title? I, I you know, I mean, like, when you think about the effects of something like this and like, how is it actually legislated how is it enforced you know what are what are the rules you know like because no matter what they do people are gonna just get around it as best they can to run their business the way that they would if this didn't exist you know um but like Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just like, okay, like, I'm sure that they would just have some metrics. Like, if you've been here X number of years and you have this title, then you make this much money and it doesn't matter. I mean, why would you want to implement something like that in a company? Like, what? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's basically like they're trying to turn private companies through this into the same sort of non-productive pieces of shit that, like, government offices are, you know, where you just have a have a bunch of people just basically on the dole. There's no pre- pressure to really perform. All that matters is that you just fucking stay around for the same amount of time. It doesn't matter if you're good at your job or not. It just matters, like, how many years have you survived and, you know, just... Or like, is it going to mean that it's like, hey, look, if we keep you next year, you know, we're going to have to fucking we're going to have to give you a raise and you're not really that good. Um, now, if we didn't have this legislation, we could just keep you on and not give you a raise. But we're going to fire you because you know we don't want to give you a raise and we can hire somebody and train them and pay them less. And, you know, you're, since you're not that great, like, that's that's good for us. It's worth it. It wouldn't be worth it if we didn't have to give you a raise. But because we have to give you a raise, now you don't have a fucking job. Great. There's your equality. Uh, a new law enforcing equal pay, pay between genders came into effect on January 1st, according to Al Jazeera. Why would Al Jazeera be like The have their be the ones reporting what's happening in Iceland under the legislation firms employ more than 25 people are obliged to obtain a government certificate demonstrating pay quality, or they will face fines and you know what happens and they they will destroy a business. If you don't pay them, uh, at least with like businesses, at least in the U S like at least like a person is not going to go to jail for that because you can, you know, create a corporation that like those fines are levied against the corporation. Um, but, you know, so there's not necessarily like the threat of imprisonment, I guess. Uh, the law was announced on March 8th on initial International Women's Day as part of a drive nation to eradicate the gender pay gap by 2022. And I mean, this gender, <clears throat> Danny, uh, let's finish this. Uh, Danny Osk whatever I can't read this name it's really weird and long On the, uh, Icelandic Women's Rights Asso- of the uh, Icelandic Women's Rights Association told Al Jazeera the legislation is basically a mechanism the companies and organizations evaluate every job that's being done and then they get a certification after they confirm the process if they're paying men and women equally she added it's a mechanism to ensure women and men are being paid equally Just keep saying the same thing. We have had legislation saying that pay should be equal for men and women for decades now, but we still have a pay gap. The Nordic system, this Nordic country home to more than three hundred twenty-three thousand people, has been ranked best in the world for gender equality. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, like, who gives a fuck? Like, you're comparing Iceland to the United States. We have three hundred twenty-three million people. Like. It's like, I I, think too, a lot of times it's like uh, the United States is compared to Australia often, like as if that is like this really similar country to the United States. I think Australia has like 20 million people in it. That's like the fucking population of Pennsylvania or something. Um, Spread across a fucking huge continent, you know, like it's so fucking dispersed. Anyway. I think now people are starting to realize this is a systematic problem. We have to tackle it with new methods. Yes, government force. That's the new method. Nearly 50% of parliament is women. UK reported a 16.9% pay gap between men and women in 2017. Okay. I mean, they're not even sources for any of this. Like, what the fuck? Like, you talk about, like, a fake news article. I mean, what, like... I mean, they're, literally, there's no... I mean, unless I don't know how to use Business Insider, um, but I don't see any sources for any of this that they're saying, you know? Uh, but, yeah, the whole pay gap thing, I mean, my... My understanding is that it is actually was really, really ridiculous. Like generally, the number that's like cited by everybody. Um the uh like it's basically just saying like okay, this is the sum of all the salaries of women in the United States divided by the number of women in the United States, and this is the sum of all the salaries of men in the United States divided by men. Oh, look, there's a a pay gap. Women should make more. You know, women aren't getting paid equally as men. Like, I mean, that's... Right? Like, there's no accounting for what job people are doing. I mean, it's it's just like a... It's flat-out wrong... And, you know, it's another example of this, like, you know, how, how, how am I supposed to like reasonably feel like having an engaged conversation, you know, when that is like an assumed fact, you know, an assumed fact that they're, that, you know, in their mind, I mean, that's the thing. It's like what it translates into like the average person's mind is that like, a woman and a man, that are doing the identical amount of work, the man is getting paid more, that's, like, significantly more, and I promise you, that's how it is interpreted, and all these fucking companies, you know, parrot this shit, and they all, like, pander to this fucking, you know, I, this these all these like you know identity politics things, and uh, I you know I don't know where it's going. And you know, like I don't like it's you know it's it's this is a little bit of a sidebar. But I when I first found out that Trump was running for president, I thought it was a joke. And when I saw like people, oh, we want to see the debates and everything, I was actually like annoyed. Um, I, I was just like, man, like, like this shit is not a joke, man. Like, the fucking, like, government is committing, like, atrocities and, you know, and we're just sitting here, like, chuckling about, oh, this guy is running for president, you know, and I just thought he was just an absurd, ridiculous person, you know. Um, over the last, like, two years, I have, like become so much more friendly to to him just whatever just like the idea of trump uh is so much less to taste distasteful after seeing just like the absurd amount of like just bullshit you know just fucking hurled his way and at like his supporters. You know, it's like the left has just like become this this like fucking ugly, ugly thing over the last two or three years. And um, you know, I'm in no way like I'll going to vote for Trump or anything like that and and you know, we you know, there was um a couple months ago, I I had an episode where there was a bit of you know optimism about particularly around foreign policy stuff middle east and everything and you know for me that's largely gone now i mean i i you know i'm back to like hanging on to i mean i guess like north korea stuff is oh is pretty good pretty good you know that's good but in the middle east i mean why you know he's like why is he really pursuing this yemen thing and you know and and um Whatever, you know, I mean, I'm not into it, but the thing is, it's like, but these fucking ding dongs on the left are like really up in arms about the Yemen thing. It's like, yo, like Obama is the one that started the fucking war. Like, Trump's just talking about continuing it. And I don't know why. It's very inconsistent with what he says, right? He says he wants to pull out of the Middle East and all this stuff. I mean, that's shit. Like, Obama didn't even fucking say it. Obama just, like, added fucking wars to the list, you know? Um But for some reason, I mean, he's just very into Yemen. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I think Trump is, like, very pro-Saudi Arabia, very pro-Israel. So, like, I think in his mind, he doesn't really see, like, what the fuck are we attacking, like, Afghanistan and Iraq and Syria and stuff? Like, but he, I think maybe he kind of has this connection with, like, Yemen. And since it's, like, a Saudi Arabia war that we should support Saudi Arabia because that's, like, our main foothold. But whatever. Anyway, slice it like he's on the side of fucking, you know, continuing the worst human, you know, uh, crisis um, that's going on in the world today. Um, and, uh, you know, and that's when that Obama started. So, I mean, there's no there's no safe place on the main political spectrum from this. I mean, both sides are fucking just Their hands are covered in blood at this point with Yemen, Um, you know, and and these fucking like, you know, like these just like unbelievably like, you know, pompous, like just fucking self justified people, my friends like, you know, that are so like anti Trump. It's like, yo, you're not against this like. You supported the shit out of this, you know? Uh, This is Obama's thing, man. Trump's just trying to take it home. Um, I I mean, and it's like, you know, whatever. Anyway, but so you have these conversations. You have these insane things about pay gap thrown in your face or like how, you know, somehow Hong Kong's this awful place, right? Like, you know, Um, and, uh, you know, it's all a lie and it's lies that are just being pumped into their fucking heads all the time you know like um i mean you know now it's like oh uh, you know like the the captain marvel movie i think we had talked about that before you know what i mean like that's another thing it's like everything becomes this weird battle you know this weird dividing line so it's like depend like yeah, it's like so. You now you have to pick like certain movies based on it, you know. Uh, your identity politics, you know. Um, this the last couple of weeks they uh, so the Philadelphia Flyers had this. Um, this tradition of uh, uh, this woman, Kate Smith, singing the national anthem, or singing God Bless America. Um, and they had, like, a really great record when she sang, and she passed away, and then they used to play a recording of it, and they, they did really well or something. You know, it was, like, a tradition. Um, anyway, apparently, like, something came out. there, some recordings of her singing a couple songs that were, like, very racist, Um, you know, and this is like way, like a long fucking time ago. I I, might even been in the fucking twenties. Like, I I don't know like how long ago, uh, this, this was, but anyway, so the flyers covered up her statue outside and then tore it down. And they, you know, basically just totally We're just like, oh, we you know, we didn't realize this and we want nothing to do and completely disavow like Kate Smith, you know. And like when I listen to the radio, you know, this one big Flyers guy, he's always Flyers, always talking about it. You know, he's just (laughs) trying to play it down but just like oh well you know we didn't you know we didn't really use that like Kate Smith thing that much and it's like dude man that like that fucking shit was almost like venerated like a holy moment whenever they would play that song you know I mean people really fucking loved it and they just like tore it all down because of this and and then like you know I just was reading somebody was posting it's like look man like you know if you you should really like read a little bit more about Kate Smith as a person and she was actually like involved with like civil rights stuff she had like you know he, they used had some specific examples and apparently these songs came from like some bro- recording on Broadway that like um had something to do with like uh you know it was like showing the plight of slaves or some shit like that i don't know but it was you know it was like a rate it was like in the you know it's like with somebody at- if you watch a movie where somebody plays a slave owner and they act in a racist way and then imagine you know a hundred years later somebody uncovers just that recording they probably uncover the whole thing but then they cut out just the recording where that person's acting racist and they say i can't believe you have this statue up here look at this racist thing that this person did and people are like oh my god get rid of it oh i can't believe that they were racist you know a hundred years ago and it's like yo it was a fucking movie about slavery like you know like it's just it's fucking insane you know and um and, and, you know, I don't know shit about maybe this guy was off in some of his facts or something. I don't know. But all I'm saying is I promise nobody took the fucking time to look into it. They just piled on on whatever side they were already on. Because, you know, and what do, what do we basically always come down to? It's because they have no like underlying guiding principles the republicans and the democrats they don't have a way to reason out what should be done or you know how how like what opinion you know they should take you know it's like you you, they they just don't they just do not have guiding principles and so for In that world, the most important thing is has nothing to do with like economics. has nothing to do with politics or anything like that. It's just being. It's just like identity. It's not politics. It's identity politics, you know. And it's taken over. And like, it's also taken over the the Republicans too. Like, it's it's both ways. It's not like one side or you know, it's only playing the game, and the other side's not. You know. Uh, I mean. I could say maybe like the left is a little more dug in and the the conservatives are more like responding to it. But, you know, so anyway, I uh, I, I really didn't have any like there weren't like specific news stuff I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, the the biggest thing, uh, you know, that happened was the those Sri Lankan bombings uh, on Easter, uh, at least, you know, from my my opinion um so one thing I, I there so there was this venezuelan thing that i saw today and there's an uprising and i keep saying i'm gonna like work more on you know bring venezuela in because it's a pretty big de- deal um but here's uh, a link from ven this was on the front page of antiwar.com it's actually an al jazeera article um but it says Venezuela in crisis all the latest updates opposition leader Juan Guaido calls for military uprising as government says forces remain loyal. Venezuela has plunged into a major political crisis amid a growing row over President Nicolas Maduro's future as the country's leader. Maduro started his second term on January 10th following a widely boycotted election last year that many foreign governments refused to recognize. On January 23rd, Juan Gallardo, leader of the opposition-controlled National Assembly, declared himself interim president. Shortly after Gallardo took an oath swearing himself in, U.S. President Donald Trump publicly recognized him as the country's leader. Maduro accused Gallardo of staging a coup and ordered his arrest. Here are all the latest updates of Tuesday, January 30th. White House, all options on the table. The White House says it hopes an attempted military uprising in Venezuela will be enough to tip leader Nicolas Maduro out of power. National Security Advisor John Bolton says Tuesday that what's happening is clearly not a coup because the U.S. and many other countries recognize opposition leader Juan Guaido as Venezuela's legitimate president. So, uh, Wow. (laughs) I don't don't know. It just sounds like this guy just said he was president, basically. And we were like, yeah. Bolton declined to discuss possible action military or otherwise by the U.S. Bolton says only that all options are on the table. EU calls for utmost restraint in Venezuela crisis. The European Union, Tuesday, called for utmost restraint in Venezuelan crisis as the government vowed to put down what it called an attempted coup by U.S.-backed... Juan Guaido, the EU closely followed the latest events in Venezuela. We reiterate that there can only be a political, peaceful, and democratic way out for the multiple crises in the country is facing. EU, EU diplomatic chief, whatever, Frederica, somebody said in a statement, Leopold, Leopold Lopez seeks asylum in Chile's embassy. Who cares? Brazil sees point of no return in Venezuela. Brazil's vice president says the situation in Venezuela has reached a point of no return. Former general Hamilton Moreau Mo said Tuesday that either opposition leaders Juan Gaedo and Leopold Lopez would be prisoners of President Nicolas Maduro would be leaving. Uh, whatever, says there's no way out of this. U.S. Bolton presses key aides to Venezuela, Maduro to abandon him. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything interesting. Um, Venezuela's foreign minister, Jorge Ariza, uh, denied there was a military coup attempt underway to Alice Maduro and accused Gaedo of operating under orders from the United States. It's not a coup attempt from the military. This is directly planned in Washington, in the Pentagon, in the Department of State, and by Bolton. A it told reporters in a phone interview from Caracas, referring to U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton. They are leading this coup and giving orders to this man, he said, and he was referring to Juan Gaedo. <sighs> He said Maduro has been in power since 2013 was in full control of the country with the backing of the military. He is in his place of command as always, and he is in control of the situation. He's making government decisions as he does every day. Uh, Turkey's Erdogan condemns the coup attempt in Venezuela. Condemn the coup attempt. It's So that's kind of interesting, right? Erdogan is supposed to be like, Another example of like a Trump esque nationalist figure, you know, in in the rest out, you know, out in the rest of the world, like like that. We're supposed to be so scared of Trump because not only is he doing all this terrible stuff here, uh, he's also triggering similar things around the world. But uh, here, you know, he like clearly this guy is in total opposition to Trump and actually with the EU. Uh, UN chief urges maximum restraint. Uh, anyway, so, uh, um, basically John Bolton, the FAMB must protect the Constitution of the Venezuelan people. It should stand by the National Assembly and the legitimate institutions against the usurpation of democracy. The United States stands with the people of Venezuela. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, I don't you know I don't know what um, you know really what the deal is with with uh, Maduro and Guyedo. You know. Um, from what I understand, uh, Maduro is basically the president, you know, I mean, like, what? What what's that little clip where the CIA admitted to, to uh, you know, the coup, being part of the coup uh, in Iran in 53? And, you know, I'm sure they've done it countless times since then. And, you know, would you really be surprised if it's any different now? uh you know i i mean to me it's like seems pretty like straight up you know pretty clear like i mean what they're saying seems to hold a lot of water that it's like hey this guy had been in control since like 2013 he was re-elected and then all of a sudden now it's just this, like this insane like you know uprising and the military you know a coup so we will see um but, you know, that's what's going on right now. there. They're on, you know, they're facing sort of very similar, it sounds like, very similar situation there as to, like, what a lot of the people in the Middle East have been facing for, you know, nearly the last 20 years, you know, certainly since 2001, um, and, and uh, to a large extent for 50 years before that, too. Um, so... You know, it sucks. It's 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 pretty crazy that there's not even like an attempt to like make a terrorist group or some way to like get the US on board. They're just like fuck it. Like we're just going to like put a different leader in there. Um so yeah, anyway, so that's that. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up there. I don't really know how to sum this up. I was I was pretty just annoyed for the last couple weeks and kept you know been wanting to take a little notes and wanting to talk on the podcast and uh you know that this is essentially what i wanted to do is just kind of vent a bit and talk about a bunch of different stupid shit uh people have been talking about uh lately and all the lies exposing all the lies whistling in the dark so yes uh i uh i hope you've been enjoying this spring weather has been quite beautiful down in atlanta this is the best spring we've had in a while and um i think i'm gonna sign off and go sit on my porch and uh, enjoy a cigar peace